Welcome to Freshly Squeezed True Crime. A true crime comedy podcast based in the state of Florida. It's a mini. It is a mini. I'm Renee. I'm Suhaley. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to do some background first, okay. and I don't know how long it's going to take. But that's because you don't know the definition of mini or small. Get a small tattoo. I'm going to get the biggest one I could find. This is not the biggest one I could find. Remember, I went with this one because <laughs> the cross I wanted would have taken longer. Do a mini. It's 20 minutes. <laughs> that's not a mini. It's not an hour. <laughs> okay, fine. Go. Mini plus. Welcome to our mini plus episodes. <laughs> She's a plus size girl. She's yeah. the thickum. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to Jacksonville. Yes. Do you want to say your word? Duval. Okay. And the go. last time I talked about Jacksonville was when we did episode number five, the Celia episode. Yes. And there's a tie-in here because I told you in that episode that the most of the information about that case was lost when the courthouse burned down in 1901. So. So today we're going to talk about the fire of 1901. <laughs> Look at you. Tying all loose ends. <laughs> well, that's not actually what we're going to talk about. It's going to lead into it. But the Great Fire of 1901 was one of the worst disasters in Florida history. And it was the third largest urban fire in U.S. history after the Great Chicago Fire, which was in 1871, and the 1906 San Francisco Fire. A lot of damn fires happening in one small period of time. Well, but but here's the thing. So, like, when you think back to those times, the houses were all made out of wood. There was, like... Not really many fireproof things. It was yep. it, it was known that the houses were not not safe. Because I, I wrote down here later in 1901, the city of Jacksonville consisted mainly of wooden buildings with wood shingled roofs. And the city was also suffering from a prolonged drought at the time. And back then they still did the, you know, water bucket brigades to put out fires. Boy, so yeah, that's why we had a lot of fires. Here we go. Then. On Friday, May 3rd, 1901, workers at the Cleveland Fiber Factory left for lunch around noon and sparks from the chimney of a nearby building started a fire in the pile of Spanish moss that had been left out to dry. People tried to fit, put the fire out with buckets of water, but the wind picked up and soon the fire was out of control. It was later said that the glow from the flames could be seen all the way in Savannah, Georgia, and that the smoke plumes could be seen from Raleigh, North Carolina. The fire was brought under control around 8.30 p.m. In those eight hours, the fire burned 146 city blocks. You said eight hours? Eight hours. Jesus, Lord. 146 city blocks, destroying more than 2,368 buildings, leaving more than 10,000 people homeless. Holy cow. Seven people lost their lives. Honestly, a fire that big, I expected I know. A I was just about to say only seven? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Because they're like, you know, a lot of the hauntings could have been because of the fire, but seven it's only people. seven people. Like, how many of those hauntings are from those seven people? What are the odds? Nope. Florida Governor William S. Jennings declared martial law in Jacksonville and dispatched several militia units to help. Reconstruction began immediately. St. Andrew's Episcopal Church, which had been built of bricks in 1887, was the only major church left standing. The Duval County Courthouse and its records were destroyed. So with the reconstruction of the mm -hmm. buildings in Jacksonville, out of that came the Florida Theater. Let's go. It was built in 1926, officially opening its doors in 1927. It was constructed on the site of an old police station and jail, which serves as the basis for many of the haunted stories that surround the theater. 
It was a seven-story concrete fireproof building with an emphasis on showing movies and live performances. It was also the very first air-conditioned building in Jacksonville. So it was very popular. (laughs) Actually, it was. It opened to the public on April 8th, 1927. This was the stage where Elvis Presley gyrated in 1956. Greg Allman and Leonard Skinner played Southern Rock. Bon Jovi and Roger Daltrey also rocked the stage. On November 4th, 1982, it was added to the U.S. National Register of Historic Places. So we're not going to talk about my love of Elvis? Are we going to just bypass that? I was thinking like at the end, I could be like, and you've been there. What was it like? Because you've been there. Yeah, but that's not what Elvis you were there. about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there to see Elvis. I'm not that fucking old. So anyone who knows me knows that I love me some Elvis. It is how I learned English because English is not my first language. And it's because I used to sit in my teacher's class during art, what should have been, been art and music and gym. And I was working on phonics. Little did she know that I wasn't picking up English from my books. I was picking them up from all her songs. So I would go home and instead of working on my books, I would put the radio on. So people call me the human jukebox because all I did as a kid was listen to music, especially Elvis, and learned how to speak English. And then I was happy that last year I went to Graceland. You did. And I geeked out. I almost broke my life. When I no, busted you, my ass you in the busted G- your ass before Graceland. So you but lived that didn't around stop Graceland. <laughs> but that didn't stop me did from not. going. It did not. <laughs> you should have gone to the hospital, but Graceland was called. I was not perturbed you or still deterred. have that scar. Yes. It's a big, big It is scar. not a sexy not, scar, but when I look at it, I heel. smile because I, I went to Graceland that day. You bled all over Graceland. <laughs> my DNA is in Graceland. Great. <laughs> See, not many people can say that. <laughs> Eek. <laughs> All right. The theater holds almost 200 events and attracts about 250,000 people per year. The Florida theater is currently undergoing major renovations. By the end of this year, the theater will have spent $15 million over the past four years improving the building for long-term preservation. That total will probably be $25 million by the time it's done, which they hope to be in 2027 for its 100th anniversary. A centennial, you say? A centennial? <laughs> but they're planning it years in advance. Oh. They already know the date. Oh. <laughs> So there's now a new air conditioning system, new lighting, new sound system, and a new members-only lounge, VIP areas. Like, they're they're doing it up. But with the renovations, they're keeping, like, historical type of, like, designs and stuff. Like, I've been there twice, and it's a really, really... Not only is it pretty on the outside, it is magnificent. It's just, it's beautiful on the inside. From what I read, it sounded gorgeous. It is. But I think they're taking it back to like more of the original look too. Oh. So it should be even more gorgeous. Nice. Yeah. During the renovations, they replaced all the seats in the theater too with wider seats. So okay. it's it's really going to reduce capacity by about yep. 200 seats, which I, I didn't write it in here because I was like, oh, I won't talk about that. But apparently now I am. It's like 1,900 and something seats, and it's going down to like 1,700 and wow. something because wider seats. Yep. Wider asses. One of the articles I, I read said that. They go, because we're wider now. Because we've got wider asses. However, two of the seats they did not replace. Okay. They renovated them, but then they put them back. 
These were in section 500, row E, seats one and two. You see, there's a ghost that lives in the th- Florida theater. Seat E2 is his seat. Oh, well then fucking leave it. Yeah. So he's seen there so often that they wanted to make sure that with all the renovations and everything, he didn't feel like he was getting kicked out. So they kept the seat. <laughs> okay. E2 and the one next to it in case he wanted to ever bring a guest. No, okay. Well, no. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Like, they want him to feel welcome because he's super friendly, like, apparently. There's many reports of seeing him walking through the theater or just hanging around in the balcony area, but most people usually see him in that seat. There's a few different theories on who this ghost is, but everybody calls him Jay. A psychic consultant brought in a TV crew and said that the male ghost spoke to her and said he wanted to be called Jay for joy because that's what he felt for the theater. He said he didn't need the name from his past. He needed the name from his future. There's been a few other TV shows, like a local show that was called Local Haunts did um, a paranormal investigation there, and they, you know, caught him on camera. <laughs> and then the the channel Sci-Fi picked it up. They did a show, Fact or Fake, where they tried to see if the local haunt show was, was faking their footage yeah. or not. They said they couldn't find any proof that they were faking. Oh. So there's been at least like three TV shows yes. with paranormal people coming in and looking at the place. Some people believe that Jay is Joseph Hilton, who was a former organist for the theater who ended up dying by suicide. Another person that was interviewed said, nope, he was a former building engineer and he chose the name Jay to honor that the current building engineer's name is Joe. Whoever he is, he means no harm. He'll offer a friendly wave to whoever can see him as he watches over the place. Jay isn't the only spirit haunting the theater. Many guests report seeing doors open and close, lights and equipment turning on and off, and they say they hear noises. Often, people will hear humming or loud crashes. Others see moving shadows and capture light orbs in photos. But those people don't have seats? No, because they're seen in different parts of the theater. Like Maybe they want to see the show too, though. Yeah, but Jay's the only one that has actually <laughs> showed himself to be sitting in seats. Good. So okay. they kept his seats. Other stories come from the projection booth. One employee was giving a tour to a school group. One of the kids asked about the theater being haunted and the door slammed in answer. It's said that the ghost of the theater's old projectionist roams the halls late at night. Another common sighting is thought to be Doc Crowther, a former motion picture technician, and that he's the one that makes the lights flicker on and off. Okay. That's, that's my article. But I was thinking while I was doing the research, I was like, if part of the renovations, they fixed all the lights and all the wiring, um, what happens if the lights stop flickering now? Exactly. Are they going to be like, maybe there wasn't a ghost. Maybe it was just an electrical problem all along. Never mind. I'm really, really curious to see how many of these things happen after the renovations. <laughs> that's fucked up. I know it is. Put it all back. (laughs) (laughs) you imagine it was just like faulty wiring or something all these fucking years? Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I tried to dig deeper. I I like, I researched this case for so long I didn't do any others because I'm like, there has to be more. Like it's the, it comes up as one of the top 10 places in Florida that are haunted. That's weird. When you search Florida haunted places, this comes up on every list. Pretty much every list, yeah. That's all the information I have. Wow. That's it. We need to do better. 
I was disappointed because I'm like, do better spookers. Yeah. Because it's, you know, all the other things you get, like the stories of this, but I'm like, okay, so a few TV shows have caught. I know. That's how I felt with mine, with the same way. It's like you, you met, you briefly touched on such and such and that's it. Yeah. So I had to dig to find information on it. I tried to dig with this one and I couldn't. But anyway, that's my mini. (laughs) (laughs) And may the juice be with you. Bye. Bye.